Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome. Welcome. To Warriors Wrap Up. And Juan Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95-7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies it for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Poole checks the clock, guarded by Tatum, dribbles into a three, tipped out by Draymond, saved by JTA. What hustle! He goes tumbling over the scorer's table. Curry gets it, takes a dribble, three ball, good for Curry. The Warriors lead by two. JTA is still down, he's off the floor, and they need help, he's hurt. An incredible ball game and an incredible performance from Stephen Curry. Also a play just indicative of everything Juan Toscano-Anderson stands for as a player and a person. We welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. Celtics ultimately beat the Warriors 119-114. to The Warriors uh, jumped out to a 33-24 lead after one. They had a six-point lead with about 4.10 to go, but the Celtics able to come back and defeat the Warriors. Uh, Ryan Covey, awesome ball game. Phenomenal back and forth between two superstars in the game, Stephen Curry and Jason Tatum. But also another game that the Warriors on this season let slip right through their fingertips down the stretch. Yeah, incredible game, J.D., no question. Uh, The Juan Toscano-Anderson sentiments echo wholeheartedly. You know what the difference in this game was tonight for me? Steph Curry and and, and Jason Tatum are going back and forth, but Jason Tatum also had a little help. Kemba Walker hit some massive shots down the stretch to step back three, obviously, um, you know, put enough distance to basically close this thing out. Steph Curry didn't have that complimentary help tonight. I just couldn't help but think, man, it'd be nice if Klay Thompson was playing basketball for this team right now. So good effort, but there are no moral victories in the NBA when you're trying to secure a playoff spot. So this one hurts. Yeah, it hurts, and the Warriors unable to get above 500 now 28 and 29 as they dip back below. The four-game winning streak is over, and the status now of not only Juan Toscano-Anderson, but Stephen Curry, who rolled his ankle but remained in the game, will be a focal point here because if Stephen Curry winds up being in a position where that thing swells up and he needs to take a game or, or multiple games off, this becomes a game that the Warriors really needed to have if he winds up maybe being unable to play in future games. And we all know what the Warriors have been with Stephen Curry versus what they've been without Stephen Curry. And I think the belief has been, hey, this team's about to turn a corner. I think tonight's game, even in defeat, 
can still propel the Warriors forward here down the stretch with a more uh, favorable schedule ahead. But that is all hinging on Stephen Curry's uh, ability to be able to be on the court. Uh, and so if, if he winds up having to miss time and, and, and the next couple of days obviously will determine that, then to me that makes this loss extra painful because it was one you had right there in front of you. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. It is Warriors wrap up here on ninety five seven. The game as the Celtics uh, beat the Warriors tonight one nineteen to one fourteen. It's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey as we're going to be with you here. Oh, we'll probably till about nine thirty nine forty or so. Uh, talking about this one again. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's hear from Steve Kerr here quickly off the top. Uh, because we do want to make sure we can get uh, an injury update on not only Juan Toscano-Anderson, but Stephen Curry as well. So uh, here's what Steve Kerr had to say uh, about those two uh, in the uh, immediately following this game tonight. Um, I don't really have a feel for it. You know, we, we were asking him, I was asking him constantly out there if he was okay, and he said, said yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I, I, I told him a couple times, you know, don't be a hero. If, if you're hurt, you've been through this before. And he said, no, I'm okay. So uh, my sense is that it's a, it's a, a tweak that was painful, but, uh, but that he's going to be all right. He's in there now getting treatment. Juan is uh, getting stitches in his head. He had a pretty good laceration, banged his head really hard. It was a really scary moment, uh, but um, he, the Celtics team doctor is giving him stitches. He's doing well. He's alert and he's, you know, he's, He's fine, but um, you know for sure there will be you know uh, a, a, a check on all of his symptoms and you know concussion protocol, all that stuff to determine exactly you know how bad it was. So when we get more information, uh, we'll obviously pass it along there. But it, it sounds like it, it's you know at least for Juan, I know he was being evaluated for a concussion, as Steve Kerr alluded to. Uh, if he winds up uh, out of this with a couple of battle scars. Uh, I, I think you know Juan Toscano Anderson is uh, the kind of guy, obviously, uh, that can handle that uh, and push forward. Let, let's get it going on the phone lines here. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. If you want to react to this one, another one that slips through the Warriors' fingertips in a season that's been full of games like this. We'll start with Michelle in Concord. Michelle is up first here tonight on Warriors Wrap Up on ninety five seven. The game. Hey, Michelle. Yeah, I'm. Thank you. I, I'm sorry, but where's Kelly Oubre for Kent, ba- Kent Bazemore? You know, I just it's it, it's awful. Um, Curry's well, putting it all out on the line, and these guys don't seem to be. I'm sorry. Well, thanks, Michelle. And look, I, I think Kent. Kent Bazemore's in the starting lineup. The Warriors had won four straight games with him in the starting lineup. Kelly Oubre's injured, wasn't ready to play uh, in the ball game tonight, dealing with the, the the wrist sprain. So that's just silliness. And and the reality is, Covey Kent Bazemore, not the best night for him tonight. Uh, did score 16 points though on six of 12 in 32 minutes, and he has been one of the better plus players on this Warriors team this season. The reality is the eye test sometimes can be painful for Kent Bazemore, but he's been a positive contributor on the whole for this Warriors team this season. 
Yeah, and Ken Bazemore, he's shooting 50% from three this month. Uh, you know, I, I think he's been thrust into a, a situation, into a role that probably doesn't suit him best. I mean, come on. Like, Kent Bazemore is a nice piece coming off your bench, not a guy that you want in the starting lineup. Obviously, this has been forced upon the Warriors. He's done an admirable job filling in. It does hurt, though. The two free throws hurt tonight. I mean, you got to make those free throws. At least make one of them. I mean, that was just crunch time of all crunch time. And, J.D., you and I have watched enough hoop to know the basketball gods, they're not going to forget that. You don't get to miss two free throws in that situation and still come out on top. It just doesn't work that way. You have to execute. I go back to the end of the first half, too, the way they executed. I mean, they gave Boston, you know, Boston went on that 10-0 run. So instead of being, you know, they were up 16. Now they're up six, but Boston had the momentum. So uh, it's just end of quarter execution and, and those two missed free throws by, uh, by Kent Bazemore are critical. But it's a big ask for him to play huge minutes for this team right now. Yeah, and, and look, the, the story of this one, yeah, Warriors get off to a great start. They're in control of the game. Borderline blowout going into the half, and then the 10-0 run that turned into a 28-5 run uh, all told as the Warriors went from, from up 16 to down 7 in the third. But then Stephen Curry basically takes the game over at that point uh, and, and winds up uh, you know pushing himself past the 30-point marker in about two and a half quarters to uh, give the Warriors the lead back and, and reassert control in this one. And the Warriors felt like they were in control with enough answers along the way until about that 4-10 mark when they had the 109-103 lead. And then all help kind of broke loose with the, the ankle tweak and, and JTA flipping over the scores table and having to leave. And then uh, a little too much Jason Tatum and, and Kimball Walker uh, down the stretch. we got a lot of people that want to squawk, so let's uh, keep it moving on the phone lines. 888-957-9570. Uh, Chris in West Oakland uh, is up next here. What's up, West Oakland, Chris? You're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, guys. Yeah, you know, this, real quick on the last caller. I, Kent Bazemore, look, you're right. He's thrust into a situation he probably shouldn't be in. I have no problem with the effort. He lays it out every game. He's just not that good. And in all honesty, going forward, he's a nice piece. But if they remake this roster when Clay comes back next year and they really have championship aspirations, guys like Kent Bazemore and Damian Lee aren't seeing a lot of time. But it's not because of the effort. It's just because they're playing minutes they shouldn't be playing in games like this. That being said, you guys have hit on what's – oh, and by the way, love JT. The game kind of turned when he went out. He gives them a toughness on both ends of the court that they're lacking right now. He's undersized, but he does everything right. He doesn't make mistakes, and he stays within himself. But the biggest thing I'm going to quack on tonight is what you said. At least five or six games the Warriors have lost this year, and it goes against Basketball 101 in the NBA. I'm tired of watching the Warriors lose close games down the stretch when Steph Curry doesn't have the ball in his hands. Draymond Green, I go back to the Charlotte game. I go back to two weeks ago when he fakes a pass to Curry to Damian Lee, who gets met at the rim and throws it away. Sometimes the right basketball play isn't the right play. And then tonight, you fake the handoff to Curry, and you say, I love everything Draymond does. I don't ever want him shooting the ball unless it's a breakaway dunk, and even then I want him to look and see if he's got somebody to pass to. I put some of that on Steve Kerr because as great as Curry's been, I don't know they're getting enough out of him. That run at the end of the first half, you can't let a team go on a 28-5 run, and in that period of time, Curry only shot the ball twice. 
I, I know he's efficient, but sometimes I'd almost like to see him force a few more shots. <laughs> that being said, 11 for 19, the rest of the roster, 5 for 22 for 3. Oh, yep. Clay, please come back, because the minute Clay comes back, the double and triple teams disappear. But anyway, guys, I'm going to go drown this game out with a couple of shots at Crown Royal. Thanks for letting me rant, and you have a great evening. All right, appreciate the call, Chris. Uh, I think the ankle injury, to be perfectly honest, is maybe why Stephen Curry wasn't a little bit more forceful in those final couple of minutes. Just, just a thought yeah. on, on that. Yeah. I, he was gritting through it, but I think that that was a major part is why he wasn't really pushing it to the extent that maybe you would have wanted when he was so aggressive up until that point. Yeah, and even then, you know, he shakes off a double team to hit that corner three in the closing minutes after the Warriors are down five to at least make it interesting. So, yeah, I mean, he's gutting it out. He's playing a ton of minutes. They're playing a ton of basketball, and obviously he was playing through some pain there. So I, I'm just looking ahead to that Philly game because we talked about it on the pregame, J.D., keeping Steph healthy. Obviously for this run, is going to be critical for any success they may have this year, but it's also you got to think long-term with Steph here too. Yeah, let's get to Dave in Fremont. Dave, you're up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Man, this one was a punch to the belly, wasn't it? Brutal. Brutal. And, um, yeah, Curry gave everything he could. That twist of the ankle was just a uh, a real, you know, just a, a all the wind got taken out of our sails at that point. And then JTA going over the table and cutting his head open doesn't help right but um if you look back at the film guys I- i'm sorry i i'm Bazemore is kb one v three kb one v three what does that mean he makes one good play for three bad ones i love him man he's a he's a spark plug and all that but he's got to he's got to do some meditation or something to come through because he's losing focus for one one play, two plays, and those are the plays that are hurting us. Because as as you have heard the other folks, the other announcers too, they they know that a, a swing by two points means everything right now. And so I, I just want Baysmore to know, hey man, we love you, but look in the mirror, bro, and start doing some meditation because you got to focus, man. Love you. All right, guys. thanks, Later. Dave. Pre- appreciate the call. Look, you got to take the good with the bad, and for the most part. Again, the numbers say that Bazemore's been a positive player, and there really isn't anybody that should be playing uh, at this juncture that isn't playing. So that's the other part of it. I mean, if you don't, like, maybe if Kelly Oubre was playing, <laughs> Kelly Oubre would be finishing the game. In fact, he probably would if he was playing uh, in this ball game tonight. So uh, there just isn't another option at this point. You're not going to play Michael Mulder, uh, you know, in this game tonight. You're not going to play Gary Payton Jr., although he did have a nice short stretch of, of defending Kemba Walker in this game. You're not playing him down the stretch uh, of a game. You're not going to play Nico Mannion down the stretch uh, in a game like that. Uh, so, you know, maybe you make a case you run with Jordan Poole, but uh, then he's probably going to get attacked in addition to Stephen Curry uh, down the stretch by the opposition when Stephen Curry is a little bit hobbled. Yeah, it's just execution. That's all it is. It's not to me. It's not the rotation. It's not. It's not anything other than Bazemore make a couple of free throws. Draymond make that layup. I mean, Draymond. He's he's going to the cup there. Like it, that's a pretty simple, not simple, but it's pretty routine basketball play. Uh, and he needs to just make that layup. If Bazemore makes those two free throws and or Draymond makes that layup, this could be a very different outcome. So this idea that you know Steve Kerr is to blame. They went into Boston and went toe to toe with one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now and 
they're shorthanded. Like, the Warriors deserve a ton of credit. Obviously, most of that goes to Steph Curry, but this group, it's just a few things they need to clean up. The problem is, it's kind of been the story of this season for the Golden State Warriors. Oh, what might have been with just a little bit more execution. Robert in Concord is up next, 888-957-9570. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ and uh, FM and HD1 San Francisco and Odyssey Station. Hey, Robert, how are you? Hey, guys, how you guys doing? Uh, I'm not a baseball fan. I'm watching him do some stupid stuff, like get that technical, like he's a superstar. I don't understand what he's doing half the time. I mean, this is Raymond Green. You've got to make a layup, dude. Come on, man. You've got to make that layup. I don't understand that. And poor Steph Curry. These are games. They, I don't want. No, I don't. I don't. I don't want to hear about all oh, these. They, they great, gave great effort. They should have won this game, man. The, on national TV, you're a superstar. Everybody knows you're a superstar. They should have won this game. Baseball can't make free throws of his life dependent on it, you know. But other than that, I just thought, I just love watching Steph Curry, man. He, he's the he's he, he's the man, dude. I don't care what anybody says. He's top three in the NBA. I'll take it off the air, guys. Yeah, appreciate it, Robert. I mean, it speaks for itself. 47 points tonight, 11 of 19 from three, 15 to 27 overall. Uh, he had 30 with basically six minutes to go in, in the third quarter. It, it's the best 10-game stretch in his career as far as points scored, any point in his career, eclipsing uh, in, in basically the first half. He had eclipsed uh, the, the greatest 10-game stretch, got enough points for tonight, going all the way back to February of 2016. And, and tonight he, was, he, he helped set the tone early, but then he brought him back when it looked like maybe this game had taken an, an unceremonious turn uh, in the Celtics' favor. The, the show that he put on mid-third quarter was just – it was just fantastic because it kept the Warriors not only in the game, but it flipped it back to where they had control of the game basically for the next quarter plus. Yeah, and I've got his game logs up here, J.D., in the month of April for Steph Curry. And I know the Chicago game, he went for 30-plus, too, the last game of, uh, of March. But 39 points a game. He's shooting 48% from three, 55.6% from the floor. I mean, these, these numbers just pop off the page. He's also kicking in six-and-a-half boards a night on a team starved for rebounding. It's so incredible, and I just wish the Warriors even had a few more wins because Steph absolutely deserves to be very high in that MVP conversation. Probably can't win it, but, man, if, if that's not what an MVP looks like, I don't know what is. 888-957-9570. Drew in Oakland is up next. Hey, Drew, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Drew? Hey, good evening, guys. I just want to say a few things. Um, take the, the, the outcome, or not the outcome, but the teams out of this thing. If you're Kerr and you're Myers and you're Mike Brown, this is a perfect example of you know not having the horses to finish the race. And if you look at what happened, it doesn't come down to a missed uh, layup or a two uh, shots by more. They went on a 28-5 to five run. 28-5 to five run, and they could do nothing to stop it because they don't have the horses. You know, Curry, Draymond, they're pouring their heart out. JTA, all these guys are, are doing what they can. And not to blame anyone, but if you're upper management and coaching staff, you're looking at this as like a playoff game, and this is what's going to happen, you know, with Utah or Dallas or whoever. This just tells you right now that you can't go down this road next year. You've got to have quality backups. You've got to have people to stop the bleeding when they go on a run. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thanks, Drew. I mean, look, it, if if it's Steph, Clay, 
Wiggins, Draymond, Wiseman as the starters. We've talked a lot about this, Covey. Uh, you know, Juan Toscano-Anderson's nice. Uh, Jordan Poole may or may not have a role in the main rotation, but it's the six, seven, and eight guys on this team that really have to be improved. If you want to have a Damian Lee or or a Baysmore or even maybe a JTA who can step in and, and play minutes, those guys are still more eight, nine, ten on your roster or nine, ten, eleven. Doesn't mean they're not going to ever play, but you got to have your five, six, seven, your six, seven, eight in terms of guys that are going to be playing significant minutes be an improvement over what it's been throughout the course of this season. That is the easiest way for this team to improve. Yeah, and, and you've been on this from Jump Street, J.D. I mean, since October, you've been saying it, and it's spot on. And and how are they going to go about doing that? Well, they, they've got a few ways, but Bob Myers is going to have to get creative. But I, I just I can't take this team to task too much. I mean, your Hall of Fame two guard isn't in the rotation for a second consecutive year. I'm sorry. Like, I, I counted it up. There's 10 games this year for me, J.D., that could have gone either way. And if you had Clay Thompson, they probably would have went your way. Uh, and, you know, even five more wins for this basketball team has them tied with Portland right now for the sixth seed. I get it. What, 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 what does it matter? They are where they are. I totally understand that. But it's just when we're, you know, crushing Bob Myers. I mean, what was he supposed to do? And, and on top of it, even in season, you've already lost a bunch of players. So they're making the best of the situation Uh, I think they're still better than, you know, they probably should be considering uh, some of these guys that they're having to play big minutes. So, uh, you know, it's while it's frustrating, I don't think it's about finger pointing and blaming. It's about unfortunate circumstances. Yeah, there really isn't anything they could have done differently. They just have to write it out and make note that it it, like you, you learn right. In essence, you learn this year what you can get away with, right? You see, hey, Steph's playing at an MVP level uh, as well as he ever has. That gets you to a certain point. You've seen what this level of player in terms of some of the backups can get you to, and now you have to evaluate the best ways to where you can try to get uh, some players in there with with more regularity that that can help uh, hold you up. Let's get to Joe in San Francisco. Hey, Joe, you're up next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey guys, this, this has been such a weird up and down nutty madcap season. Mm-hmm. No one would have ever predicted early in the year that the line JTA going out was a big blow <laughs> if it ever happened to, to, to this game, but that's just the way this season has gone and he's developed that way. But I want to call that last caller out for bad knowledge and I think maybe you you kind of didn't really hit him back onto it, J.D. That 28-5 to run, yes, which is where it was the big swing, that was against the starting unit because uh, Steph plays the last six minutes of the second quarter and the full first uh, the full, uh, the whole third quarter. So you had Draymond, you had Looney, you had all those guys out there. And after that crazy, you know, whack-a-mole type of shot that uh, Steph hit left-handed, like they let, let the starting unit team let their guard down, and they yeah. allowed them right right back into the game. But um, so you know everybody, everyone kind of owns this this game right here. But um, I just think that uh, one thing I'm going to say about Baysmore is he's great. He's great as an energy guy when he's like the eighth or ninth guy, but he has to play under with a little more composure when he's starting because he's frenetic at times. And I don't think you need to have a, f- a frenetic guy starting in the role that he's doing right now, affiliating for other guys. So I wish he would kind of just calm it down and play a little bit more controlled in the starting role. 
Yeah, appreciate the call. And as far as the first point, yeah, the Warriors, to me, as the second quarter went on, and especially in that last minute plus, the Warriors let their guard down defensively. And the game became a a pretty loose game. It kind of became one of those... Uh, you know, I, I call them defense optional, <laughs> you know, type of games, and that allowed Tatum and the Celtics to get more comfortable. And that run at that point, when it's sixty-six uh, to sixty going in at halftime, the Celtics, I think, thought, "All right, we got let off the, you know, we, you know, we were, we got let, you know, the Warriors let us back into this thing, and now we can go. Like we, we right. could be down twenty. Now we're comfortable." Now we got our bearings. I mean, they, the Celtics played like a team that had been on the road, to be honest. And then they came back home, and it was. And you mentioned this in the pregame, and you know they'd won five in a row, and they came back home off a trip, and they were kind of sleepwalking early, and the Warriors' defense was engaged early. But to me, it was the defense in the final couple of minutes that the game just started to become one of those you score, I score kind of games, and that kind of ignited the Celtics for the rest of the game to where they were they were a handful at that point. Yeah, and, I mean, Tatum was rolling, obviously, and Kemba Walker, I mean, that step back three was nails. He had a couple of big shots down the stretch in this ballgame, and, I mean, that, like I said, J.D., that was such a huge difference in this game, just having that other guy, right, Uh, you know, for Boston to do some of that heavy lifting down the stretch, and I I think it was critical, that stretch to end the first half, and I'm glad the last caller brought it up. I mean, look, you're up 16. You're absolutely rolling. Uh, You know, you could maybe even think about, dream about pushing that up to 20 or at least having the lead, you know, 12, 14 at the half. I mean, Boston went on that run and we could see it carry over into the third quarter I mean Boston you know Steve Kerr had to call a timeout Boston had the lead a couple of minutes in the third quarter now I know the Warriors ultimately ended up pushing back but anytime you have a 16 point lead on the road really at any point in the game you know you, you hope that you, you know you're, you're going to at least be up in the fourth quarter and and I know they ended up being that way but it was just such a back and forth game and um, you know there was a couple of times where the Warriors let their guard down but I think you know it's easy when we're looking at it from the Warriors side of things we got to give Boston a little credit too right I mean this is a good basketball team they defended down the stretch they they ramped it up in crunch time when it was winning time Boston ramped it up and they had the horses to do it so uh, just you know a little bit of difference in quality I think hell Jabari Parker came off the bench and hit a bunch of shots tonight so you know it's just a little bit of different where these two teams are at right now and unfortunately for this Warriors team probably about five or six games like this are going to be the reason why they're not a solid playoff team and they're probably going to have to win some games in the playing tournament. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, the, the Celtics do deserve credit. This is a, I know sometimes I push back on that, but no, tonight is a, for me, uh, Celtics deserve credit. Absolutely. They're playing better basketball of late. And the, the reality is when you go up and down both rosters, I mean, the Celtics, even tonight when they don't have Jalen Brown, uh, they have a better roster <laughs> than the Warriors do if we're just going through uh, on the eye test. I mean, Kemba and Tatum and Marcus Smart right there. I mean, the Warriors have Steph and Draymond and Wiggins. Oh, Wiggy, I, I yeah. mean, I get yeah, and Wiggins was playing well tonight, but it's but uh, you know, I guess it's pretty even. I think without Jalen Brown, it's actually a pretty even game, which is probably why the Warriors played pretty well. But I think uh, the Celtics have more guys that I think can can get off. Uh, you know, I, I think what it comes down to is, I, as I sort of think through it, it's it's Wigan. If if it's Wiggins and Kemba, Kemba just gets his in a different way. Kemba gets his in a way where he can just say, "I'm going to go get mine now." And Wiggins, while well, he had a nice game again, it was one of those games where you can't really say to Wiggins, "All right, go get it." Like like go right. get it now. It just kind of has to happen. Where Kemba can say, "I I got the ball in my hands. I'm going to go make some shots." 
I think you just hit it perfectly, and and that's therein lies the difference, and that's why why you know I, I I've been on Andrew Wiggins like I think he's had a terrific season. I shudder to think where this team would be without him, but that is where he leaves you wanting at times, JD. That ability to just be that superstar, be that number one overall pick, go out there and be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go take over this game for a couple possessions. I'm gonna give Steph a little breather. I'm gonna go put my imprint on this basketball game on the offensive end, and you know it just he's not capable of just kind of flipping that switch, and I think that's where some of the Andrew. Wiggins, where a lot of the Andrew Wiggins frustration comes in. 888-957-9570. Bleacher Day, free the people. Hang on the line. Quick timeout, and then we'll come back. We'll get to you guys right after the break. Celtics beat the Warriors 119-114. to We're reacting to it. It's Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast curry spins on grant williams pump fake goes up got fouled he shot a left hand and it went in it went in from beyond the arc will they count it they have to now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Every night, 
Covey, it's something new from Steph Curry where you just go, oh, my God, I can't believe he just did that. And I think that highlight we just played <laughs> encapsulates the evening tonight. Uh, there were a few of them tonight, but uh, but that shot was incredible in a season full of in- incredible shots. Steph Curry makes me want to expect more from myself in life. I'm serious. Like, the way that – as great as he is at basketball, I wish I was half as good at anything as Steph Curry is at basketball. Uh, like I said, dog, it's like, it's like watching a, an artist, you know, on a, on a canvas, right, and just, and just painting masterpieces on a nightly basis. And lately, I mean, the, the work that Steph Curry's doing for this basketball team, it's, it's probably not going to go down in Warriors history as far as the team, uh, you know, performance this season. But Steph Curry's season – this is one I'm not going to be forgetting anytime soon. Yeah, and it, it just it, it begs for appreciation, even though this team isn't contending for championships. Uh, what, what he is doing, I mean, it's not going to last forever. Obviously, you hope it, it can last for as long as possible, but it is just absolutely phenomenal on a night-in, night-out basis. Bleacher Dave, you're up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Bleacher Dave. What's up, Dave? What's up, y- what's up y'all? Look. It's like you read my mind. I cannot get caught up in the grind of the day-to-day basketball. Steph Curry, by my count, has scored 213 points in his last five games. That's 42.6 <laughs> a game in his last five on his 10-run stretch. And the dude, the basketball that the dude is playing is just – I don't have words for it. I mean, has there been a prettier basketball player that we've been treated to – and all of our basketball watching this in this cat right now, I mean, in his third year, 33 season, what he's treating us to with a cast of supporting characters that are weaker than he's probably ever been, this man is at the height of his powers. And given all that he's given us already, he is at the height of his powers right now. And to be able to watch this as a Warriors fan just gives me, just makes me smile every night because the dude is just playing – what kind of other basketball player have you ever seen that plays this way? I mean, we saw Jordan and Kobe play with a fury, you know, and a, and a competitiveness and a just I'm going to just kill you kind of mentality. And Steph does it with love and joy and passion and pleasure, man. It is so pretty. The basketball is so pretty to watch that I just feel treated to be able to just watch it every night. And, yeah, I want to see the Warriors win every, every game. But just to watch this, I just am just blessed that we're able to kind of see this dude at this point in his career and just the way he's operating and the way he plays, which is, y'all know what I'm saying. And I don't want to be obvious and banal about it, but it's just, man, I'm just happy, right? And so (laughs) this is a throwaway season for me, right? They're not going to win a championship. Um, They've got a chance when the clay comes back. They've given us a lot already. But the ability for us to be able to see and enjoy and experience on a nightly basis, what Steph Curry has given us is unique. And I've seen a lot of basketball players play a lot of basketball over a lot of years, um, and I just can't get caught up in the night tonight. This is, I'm just loving this, man. It's super fun. Yep. Thank, thanks, Dave. Appreciate the call. Great stuff. I mean, well said. I mean, that's all yeah. I got.
Straight, straight scripture there from from Bleacher Dave, and uh, I just here. I hope that he can sustain this for next year, JD. I really do. And if he can be playing at anywhere near this level with Clay back and this team more healthy, uh, this Warriors team still's got some some gas left in the tank uh, to be a factor in the Western Conference. And and I'm glad that Bleacher Dave brought up Jordan. You know me, JD. I grew up a diehard Chicago Bulls fan. Love Michael Jordan. That Curry's type of performance, what he's doing lately. I can't help it. It reminds me of Michael Jordan. It's Jordan-esque. And I know we can kind of throw that around a little flippantly sometimes. No, this is Jordan-esque. Literally taking it over. You cannot stop me. You know I'm going to take the shot, and you can't do nothing about it. That's Jordan-esque, and he's doing it right now. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point, and it's a fair one because – and I think it doesn't come up a lot, the comp to Jordan, because the style of play is different. But the level of dominance – over the stretch is very much on par, I think, with Jordan. So I do think it's a it's it's absolutely a fair comparison. Let's get to Free the People in Oakland. Hey, Free the People. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, was it Bleacher Dave? That was a great call. Steph is doing amazing things. But on to this call. I am just super disappointed in Andrew Wiggins, and games like these are the reasons why I was disappointed when the Warriors slipped him or flip D'Angelo Russell for him in the draft pick. I understand the draft pick will have value at some point, but just Wiggins just is not that dude. He's never going to be that dude. And I realize he's probably here to be the third or maybe even the fourth, depending on what our offensive options are next year. But just, gosh, to be that athletically gifted and to settle for, like, weak jumpers during the game, he was, like, not going to Kendall in the post. He was rushing shots. But then at the end of the game, he's, like, nowhere to be found. Not to mention he has two rebounds. Terrible. I also wanted to mention something that a previous caller talked about Bazemore being a little frenetic. I think Bazemore is everything that we thought Oubre would be or could be but can't be. But the issue is Bazemore is just as average as hell, and it's just not fun. And then on that Steph foul at the end, this is my last point, guys. The replay rule, I thought Steph got his hand hit a touch. But I'm wondering if we can extend the replay rule. Like, I think that if you win your challenge the first time, you should be able to have another challenge. And then I like that. cut off at, like, two. Because, uh, like, not to be able to call a challenge in the first half because you have to save it for the end of the game on a clear BS horrible call. Like, these, something about this has a change, or let's just not have replay at all because what's the point of having it if you can only use it once a game? That's my call, guys. Tell me what you think. Thanks for having me. Have a great night. Yeah, appreciate it. I'm 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 with you on the on that. I mean, to me, more I'd be open to more than one challenge. I think obviously the league doesn't want to have a bunch of different stoppages here and there. But to me, if you get it right, you should be able to have at least another one down the stretch in case something crazy happens. I couldn't agree more, and and I, I can't believe I haven't thought of that before. That's such a great call, and it, it is frustrating when you see an egregious error in the first half, and you're like, well, you don't want to use your challenge on that. It's like. Yeah, okay, I get it, but damn, sure would be nice because you just got hosed. So, yeah, and, and as far as the foul call, I, I agree. It, to me, the fact that that would be a foul, it, that's an entirely separate conversation. That actually bothers me, but I think to the letter, I kind of feel like it is a foul, and since it was called a foul, I had a little bit of a problem with them overturning it. Like, if they don't call that, fine. I'd rather they didn't, but if you do call it, I kind of agree. Like, he did tap the hand, so I think it should have been a foul. Let's go to Mike in San Francisco. Mike, you're up next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Mike. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, that last caller took a little bit of my thunder there. I apologize. Um, I am calling a little bit from the Boston perspective. I'm a diehard Celtics fan who lives in San Francisco. Uh, Butcher Boy, I know you've been, let's say, critical of Brad Stevens, <laughs> to say the least. Um, 
the, the reality of this is I thought Brad made a great call on that challenge with about three minutes left. That probably changes the game because Steph hits the three free throws and the Celtics are down six with whatever, 240 left. Um, the other big thing I would say from a Celtics perspective, I thought Marcus was incredible tonight. I know the shooting wasn't great as it can be with Marcus sometimes, but um, defensively, I, I think him and Draymond are a pleasure to watch on the court at the same time. It's kind of a yin and a yang. And the, the other kind of big point that I would just make from a Celtics perspective about that of watching uh, JT and Steph going off from a star perspective, the other big thing is I didn't expect Jabari Parker to drop 11 points tonight. <laughs> Neither did I. Both of that guy. And the reality is I know Jalen's out, Time Lord's out, which is big from the Celtics perspective. He's been incredible since the trade, since they traded Tice. And, uh, yeah, it, it's – it was not what I expected, considering last night with Mo Wagner, or two nights ago with Mo Wagner, who was terrible. And they released him uh, pretty quickly and then got uh, got Parker in. And, and, you know, within 24 hours, the guy drops 11 points not having played in three months. So, uh, great time tonight. Great game. Appreciate the call, guys. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, I, I thought they got the – I thought the Stevens challenge was, was correct. I, I think they got that call right uh, as far as the, the overturn and it being – uh, an offensive foul, as far as the 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 kick out, uh, because because that that's I I thought I thought that was right. You can't do that, and so it winds up it winds up like I think it was a foul, but you can't you know you can't it, you can't kick your leg out when you kick your leg out yeah. that negates it. So to me, that's I actually thought they got that call right when it was reviewed. You know when they put it up, uh, and and the guys were talking about it on on the broadcast. I think they agreed, and I thought, well, that's I thought Warriors fans are going to go ballistic on this. <laughs> uh, was my first thought, and my second thought is I think it was the right call. Yeah, and and either way, uh, I, I I think the the replay could be addressed, and I think the the moral of the story for me, it, it, you know, in this little conversation is I like the idea of having an extra challenge. If you get the first one right, I mean, that's the way they did it in the NFL, right? Uh, you get two challenges a game, but if you get your first one right, you get to keep it. I don't I don't think they need to go that deep into it. Just give them, you know, give them one, and if you get it right, you get one more, and if you get it wrong, well. You just use your challenge, and, and we keep it moving. So I don't think that that's going to grind these games to a halt, and I actually think it would it would probably help, you know, just get some of these games right, get some of these calls right. So I'd, I'd like to see him make that change. It'd be a subtle change, but I think a, a, a needed one. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors wrap-up on, on 95.7 The Game. Uh, I, I was looking at the play-by-play on that call uh, with Steph, and it's interesting. I, it, and maybe I misunderstood it in real time, Covey, uh, but I guess they did just call it a no foul on right. on Kemba Walker. I thought they actually had flipped it and called it an offensive foul on Curry for kicking his leg out, but it, it they did not <laughs> do that. So I, I misspoke on that, and I wanted to make sure I double-checked it. Uh, I'm less inclined to have an overturn there unless you're overturning it to call Curry for the offensive foul, but they did not do that. So yeah, I, I don't know. It I, is what it yeah. is. Yeah. I think they got it. I think, in essence, they probably got it right. I mean, it, they they didn't end up having it be Warriors ball. They jumped it up, and the Warriors ended up getting the possession anyway. So it was really kind of yeah. – in that sense, it was no harm, no foul, although Curry <laughs> would have been going to the line for three free throws uh, at, at a point where the Warriors could have used the for three free throws. So it definitely <laughs> wound up working out in Boston's favor. 
Yeah, and it was literally no harm, no foul, because it was no foul. Like, if ever that that was apropos, that expression, that's it right there. And then, of course, you know, Curry promptly turns it over, and Boston ended up getting the rock back anyway. So uh, it was a frustrating sequence, to say the very least. Jules in Hercules, you're up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Jules. Hey, what up, J.D.? What up, Kobe? Uh, I just want to say really quickly, you know, like, I grew up in Elk Grove, California, watching MJ in 1997-1998 when I was like seven or eight years old and I saw that greatness but watching Steph tonight even though it was a loss I usually don't say this during a loss usually I say something about coaching or something or play Wiseman more but tonight like despite the loss I felt like everyone really gave their 100% and like Steph really just gave it his all and I really have nothing negative to say I just want to say like we really have to appreciate what Steph is doing right now and kind of the things that he's doing and scoring at this consistency. Thanks, J.D. Thanks, Gobey. Uh, I'll take your answer off the air or whatever. All right, you guys. Yeah, appreciate it, Jules. Uh, good stuff there. Let's go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr uh, here in the wake of this one as the Celtics beat the Warriors 119-114. to So the Warriors now 28-29. and uh, Let's hear from Coach Kerr uh, just talking about uh, – Everything that he saw tonight from Steph and Tatum and, and also what the difference in this one was. Well, first of all, I'm in awe of what I watched tonight from a, a skill level and uh, level of competition. Felt like a playoff game out there. Both teams uh, were just gassed and, uh, and competed like crazy. Uh, and just incredible shot making, uh, particularly from Steph and, and Jason. Um, so what a basketball game, uh, you know, it, it, it hurts to lose, but I told the team, I'm, I feel like, uh, it got better tonight. They understood the young guys, especially got a lesson and under, have, you know, now understand what, what a playoff game feels like and why everything matters. So, um, if you ask me what the difference in the game, I think it's cause they, I think they got 14 more field goal attempts than we did. And that was a combination of their offensive boards and, and our turnovers. So that's the difference in the game, but I'm not going to harp on that. I'm just going to tell you, tell you how proud I am of my team and how in awe I was of watching that game. I think that's a good perspective. It's a frustrating loss, but I do think, and and we touched on this a little bit earlier, this is the kind of loss that can have a benefit, assuming you don't have to play the next week without Steph Curry. Yeah, no doubt, and hopefully Steph's ankle's okay. You know, I I mentioned on the pregame show, J.D., about Boston's offensive rebounding, one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the game, and there was that stretch in the final after Bazemore missed the free throws. Kemba missed that three, but Marcus Smart gets that offensive board, and then eventually it got back to him. Remember, he was just left wide open, and the whole building's like, shoot, and he actually knocked it down. Uh, That was a huge part, and you look at the offensive boards tonight, 14-8, to um, six offensive boards, six extra possessions. That's huge. Uh, That obviously translates into more field goal attempts and then curves right again 18 to 9 the turnovers the, the Warriors committed twice as many turnovers you don't commit twice as many turnovers on a road game against a team of Boston's caliber and expect to come out on the right side so um, I, I also appreciate Kerr's perspective there because he knows his team played well tonight uh, and, and some credit definitely goes to Boston and that is playoff intensity straight up like we, f- we figured it would be that coming in tonight the Warriors had kind of earned that getting back to 500 national game you got a chance to get over 500 against one of the big boys in the east they played well they just didn't play well enough to win 
And and sometimes it's just the jerseys, man. I, I know we, we talked about it <laughs> earlier. Yeah. I mean, those two teams have played some fantastic basketball games over the last five or six years when they, you know, at Oracle, uh, at uh, the TD Garden in Boston in front of national audiences. Uh, a couple of them are, you know, remember when the Warriors were, were 24 and, and 0 and went to 24 and 0 and won in double overtime the night before they uh, lost in Milwaukee uh, for their first loss of the 73 and 9 campaign. That was one of the, one of, it was just a phenomenal game uh, in that building uh, in the early going there of, of 2000. That would have been what, the December of, of 2000 and and 15, 15 uh, at that yeah, point. You got it. Yep. Yeah, that 15, 16 season. So good, great game. Been a lot of them between those two teams. I'm willing to bet that next year when the schedule comes out, the Celtics and the Warriors uh, are going to be on ABC. Maybe a Chase Center next year. Maybe they flip it the other way. But those two teams, I think, are going to get a primetime game. For all the primetime games that wind up being duds, it typically doesn't happen when it's the Warriors and the Celtics. So keep that one rolling, uh, NBA. Yeah. Keep that one coming. <laughs> Hundred percent, and you know it's so funny. I was thinking about that same year. Remember later in the year, JD, when the Warriors are on the quest for seventy, and they played Boston in the beginning of April. I actually just pulled it up. Warriors were sixty-seven. Going, yep, Boston beat them by three. It was only one of two losses they had down the stretch after March nineteenth. Uh, obviously, they still ended up getting the seventy-three, but you know they needed to basically. You know they only had one more loss they could take after that. And then Minnesota beat them in overtime a couple nights later. But yeah, I remember that was another doozy. I mean, one hundred nine, one hundred six at Oracle. So yeah, it was uh, one of their only home losses of the year that year. Let's hear a little bit from Stephen Curry now as Curry goes for 47, remained in the game after tweaking that ankle in the fourth quarter. And here's the latest from Steph on his ankle. Kind of the usual ones I've had in the past. Uh, I kept playing, so that's a good sign in terms of, you know, where the pain was. But we'll see how it responds tomorrow. It's kind of a guessing game at this point, but. The fact that I could even continue was a, a good sign. Definitely a good sign, and there have been times where he's had to come out, and that was it. And I know we played the cut right off the top of the show uh, from Steve Kerr, where Steve Kerr told everybody that he told Steph a couple of different times, hey, don't be a hero. Uh, are you okay? We know Steve Kerr's always going to have that conversation with his superstar, and Curry was good to finish. Clearly not a hundred percent but as you pointed out clearly able to still get some things done down the stretch even not at a hundred percent yeah and he's just he's a warrior and that's again like I haven't said Michael Jordan's name as it applies to Steph Curry this entire season but where he's been lately it's it's just totally reminiscent of that and then gutting it out too right refusing to even come out of the game he wasn't leaving this game tonight and when you see Juan Toscano Anderson too laying out the way that he did you know getting stitches and in you know concussion protocol and obviously that even led to Curry making a three like those kind of efforts the way Curry gutting it out tonight that kind of stuff is infectious and that that means this team's playing for each other and and they you know they care and and that's that's a that's a big deal because look I know tonight it's frustrating it was a winnable game you dip now a game below 500 but they've been on a good roll lately you got the Sixers coming up next and obviously we know how tough of a, a test that's going to be hopefully Steph can go but even in losses like this you can learn a lot about a basketball team hopefully they'll be able to bounce back from this but I thought this was regardless of the outcome a gutty gutty performance by a lot of guys tonight. Yeah and you mentioned Juan Toscano Anderson uh, let's hear from Steph uh, he he addressed everything that JTA brings to the table. I mean, he's special uh, for a guy. I don't know how many stitches he had and has to go through all these tests now for 
concussion type stuff. He came in locker room, gave us so much energy and positivity, even despite what he's going through. And that play speaks to just who he is as a person, as a player, you know, going to fight to the end, give us everything he got. And uh, he's one of a kind for sure. So uh, wishing him, you know, back on the floor as fast as possible, because this is, uh, you can tell what kind, what it brings out of him. Um, and, and he showed it tonight. Yeah, and you hope uh, the best for Juan Toscano-Anderson, obviously having to go through and, and, and get cleared uh, as far as the concussion protocol goes, and in addition to some stitches. Uh, but the toughness is just unwavering from him. And, look, we've talked a lot about, you know, what the Warriors lack on this roster, you know, guys that have stepped up over the last few games. I mean, Juan Toscano-Anderson has been in the middle of everything, and we had a caller that, that, that made the point earlier, and I think it was spot on. I mean, the game really did change when, when he was forced to go out. Yeah, no question. I mean, he gives them versatility. He gives them toughness. He can make some shots. He's a confident player. Um, he's he's positionally aware. He's just he's a high IQ basketball player. And by the way, I didn't get a chance to do this on the pre. I, I actually was riding around uh, listening to you uh, with Guru and Dibs uh, chopping it up with JTA on the station the other day. Terrific stuff. And I caught like the back end of it, so I made sure to to go back and listen to the whole thing when Juan Toscano Anderson was talking about the haters, and he said, "Man, my life is cracking." I just thought that was about the greatest thing I've ever heard. Uh, and you guys crushed that interview. And it's just a Bay Area kid. Local boy makes good? Oh, yeah. I'm all in on that. Yeah. No, tremendous. And and tremendous. And I think, you know, he, he he's going to be on somebody's roster. I think it's going to wind up being the Warriors. But he's going to be on somebody's wa- roster. I know, you know Mark Jackson made the point, like, you can forget about this two-way stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Once this year's done, uh, you're going to be getting yourself a, a, a full-blown contract here. Uh, moving forward. And, Can I say and, one thing? I think, yeah, go for it. Do, do we give Bob Myers and, and Steve Kerr and the coaching staff any credit for player development with this one? Because I know it's always, oh, no, who do they develop? And to me, that's such a tired argument. Want Toscano Anderson, anybody? I don't know. Just, just That's a jumping off point. Absolutely. I think that's a great point. And all the time that he spent specifically on the three-point shot, because I, I keep coming back to, like, he has the hustle game. He has the toughness game. He has the basketball IQ. Like, that That to me is the stuff that's natural, right? Like, that's the stuff that's just in him as a guy. He understands the game, the, the passing, the movement. He, he clearly has a has a, a better than, than average understanding of the Warriors system. Like, not everybody can pick up what the Warriors do quickly. He has that. That's a skill. That's a, that's a trait. Uh but the the area of his game that, that he had to work on, in my opinion, to, to become more of a regular NBA player is the three-point shot. And I know he spent a lot of time with Ron Adams. He spent a lot of time with the coaching staff just working on that shot, fixing that shot. Uh, and, and he's been a player that the Warriors, on, on nights where he's played well, he scored. You know, we always talk about who's going who's gonna to score, who's going to do this. And he didn't really do it much tonight, only four points, and he doesn't have to do it to make an impact. But there right. have been a lot of games here. The, the last game against Cleveland, he goes for 20. You know, he's had a lot of games here where he's knocked down some threes, and, and that's an element that this Warriors team really needs. Yeah, no doubt, and he's a confident three-point shooter, right? And I actually went back, J.D., and and looked, like, of late, in the Warriors' losses – 
Guys not named Steph Curry from three-point range tonight, obviously 6 of 21. The Washington games, uh, the Washington game, guys not named Curry were 6 of 24 from three. The Atlanta loss, 7 of 28. Uh, Toronto, obviously, Steph didn't play, but the team went 11 of 34. The Miami game, 10 of 26. So you can pretty much draw a straight line to uh, the other guys not hitting their threes when the Warriors don't win games. So that's an important, you know, really an important box for them to check. And, and obviously, uh, you know, Juan Toscano-Anderson gives them a, a lift in that area. And he has improved. There's no question. You can tell he's a guy. He's just shooting with confidence. So I hope he's okay. I know the stitches. That's unfortunate. And, you know, hopefully he'll heal up. Uh, But, yeah, man, his game's come a long way. And I agree with Coach Jackson. Like, he's going to be around a long time. Uh, Before we get out of here, let's let's get to Who's Hot, Who's Not, uh, sponsored by Exergen. uh, Because accuracy matters. I mean, who's hot? I mean, it's Steph freaking Curry. Uh, I mean, there's just – I'm not even going to mention anybody else as far as who's hot tonight. 47 points, 11-19-3, 15-27 overall, had seven boards, had three assists. It's the best 10-game stretch of his career in terms of scoring, and he's just playing at an incredible level. And, and what he did tonight to set the tone and bring the Warriors back to a point where they had basically control the game with four minutes to go before it slipped away. Uh, it's all Steph tonight. Uh, as far as who's not, um, <laughs> I can't. Again, I struggle with who's not. I feel like I always leave you hanging with who's not. No, I, uh, yeah, I, I'll give you is one there tonight. somebody. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, look, I'll, I'm going to say Draymond tonight. I mean, five points, two of six from the floor. He played 37 minutes and only had five rebounds. Like, I, I know he's not a traditional big, but I'd like to see – these are kind of the nights where, you know, just a little bit offense from Draymond could have been the difference. And I know people are going to go crazy. That's not what he's there to do. It's like, I'm not asking for 25. I'm asking for 10. What do you know? He had 10 points tonight. That's five points. Warriors end up, uh, you know, tied, in, in, you know, and we're going to overtime. Like, I don't know, that layup. So I'm going Draymond. Yeah, I, I think that's a I, I think that's a fair one to to be honest. I mean, you know, Kent Bay's more tonight. He did score sixteen points, but a lot of the miscues. I know he drew the the ire and a lot of the frustration. I think from the fans tonight. But the reality is, and I know I'm going to keep saying it, and people are going to keep screaming. It he has been a net positive by a significant amount for the Warriors this year, just in terms of of plus minus. Even if he makes plays to where the eye test just makes you just go oh my god I want to you know I, I, I you can't deal with it uh so uh but but yeah Baysmore tonight uh with with some momentum changing plays <laughs> shall we put it that way yeah. uh th- that's who's hot who's not sponsored by Exergen uh because accuracy matters uh that'll do it Kove man that was a that was a quick hour we appreciate the participation from all the callers and uh, we'll be back at it on Monday, my man. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, just a little bit of bad news. Spurs went into Phoenix and thumped the Suns tonight. And then Memphis goes into Milwaukee and beats the Bucks by 13. So uh, just not a, not a great night all the way around. You would hope that the Warriors could have snuck this one out and the Spurs would lose in Phoenix and Memphis would lose in Milwaukee. 0 for 3, my friend. Uh, so a tough night all the way around. Yeah, tough night there, and and so the Warriors are going to be you know back in that conversation as far as nine ten for the next couple of days. That game in Philly is going to be difficult. The, the Washington game, no picnic, and now we all hold our breath a little bit as far as what will Stephen Curry's status be not only for Monday, but if that ankle swells up, 
and he has to miss uh, some time beyond Monday. Then all of a sudden we're back maybe we're, we're at the start of the month before Curry went on this tear where you're starting to wonder when this team is going to find a win for a stretch. So hopefully that's not the case, uh, but we're going to be here for it either way. And uh, Covey, great stuff, my man. We'll, uh, we'll talk on Monday afternoon, 3 o'clock for Warriors Live uh, on Monday for the Dubs and the Sixers. I'll be locked and loaded. Good stuff for you today, J.D. You always, you know, Saturdays, obviously, you, you put in a lot of time. So I want the people to appreciate it. That's a lot of John Dickinson on a Saturday. Nice work, my friend. All right, man. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks to Sterling. Thanks to Arden. Uh, thanks to Sam as well. Uh, again, for Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. We're back Monday, 3 o'clock, Warriors Live, Dubs and Sixers here on 95.7 The Game. That's a 4.30 tip, and then we'll have you all the way until 10 o'clock after the ballgame with Warriors wrap-up and the final word. That'll do it. Celtics beat the Warriors 119-114. to You heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game.